It is said that in less than 10 years, there will be about a quarter of a million more people living in Wake County than there are today. Can you imagine that? We can. This is the Imagine Wake podcast. The Imagine Wake initiative was started by the Home Builders Association of Raleigh, Wake County, to bring about a community-wide discussion on the future and growth of Wake County. Through this, we hope to develop some common understandings on what it will take to provide for and welcome our future neighbors. Welcome to Imagine Wake. All right, we have with us this time Michael Haley with Wake County Economic Development. Did I get that title right? You did. Okay, good. good. Thank you. So first, tell us about Michael. Tell us about yourself. Um, uh, where'd you come from? What's your story? Yeah, well, thanks for having me today. I'm really excited to be here. Um, I'm like a lot of people, I think, in the Triangle, um, at least a, a good portion of them. I'm one of those people that grew up in North Carolina, went to school in the Triangle at Carolina. And wait, you're, you're already wrong because not a good portion were born in North Carolina. <laughs> right. Well, and, and we'll talk about more about the demographics yeah, in a little yeah, while, maybe, absolutely. for sure. Um, but but went to school here and stayed here um, afterwards. Um, I have a wife who went to NC State, um, and I have I have two girls. This is our home. We we love we we love Raleigh. We love the Triangle. Um, I can't think of a better place to to live and raise a family. So how long have you been in Wake County? I've been in Wake County now for um, a little over 21 years um, here living in, in Wake County. I've been in economic development for the last 15 or 16 of those those years. I mean, that's that's impressive. When I, I moved here six years ago, when I got here, I, I, I needed work on my car, and I, I found a place. They fixed it. I'm, as I'm paying, I said, I'm glad I found you because uh, I'm not from around here. And the guy behind the counter just laughed and said, none of us are. <laughs> that's right. That's exactly right. And it is. It's, it's been amazing. Well, just like we've spoken before, in the last six years, the amount of growth that's occurred um, has just been, it's been amazing. And it's, it's exciting for a lot of reasons that we're going to talk about today. Well, let, let's, let's touch on that a little bit. Yeah. So just your own personal experience. You've mm-hmm. been here for 20-plus years. Mm-hmm. What's your take on, on what changes have you seen? Yeah, sure. I, maybe a, a personal story first, and then yeah. professional, if that's all right. Perfect. I'll start personal. Um, when I first moved to, to Raleigh, I lived with some friends uh, from, from college and from graduate school, and we lived in the North Hills uh, area. Um, and at the time, the, the mall was still there, and it was, say, before it was barely nice. holding on, <laughs> barely holding on. And, and so on a personal level, seeing the transformation of, like, Midtown mm-hmm. – has been really exciting on a, on a professional level. I've worked in downtown Raleigh. I'm one of those people, like a lot of people in this region, who have held various jobs without having to move. That's the beauty of the triangle. Is yeah. there's so much opportunity that I've I've worked in. I worked at state government for 11 years in a variety of roles, um, and I've worked at the the Raleigh Chamber of Commerce at Wake County Common Development for the last 10. And so what's really interesting is in working in downtown, just seeing the growth in downtown over the last 21 years um, has been phenomenal. It, it's a totally changed place. It's like a different city. It truly is, and it's been wonderful to be able to experience that firsthand. Mm-hmm. Um, and so on, on, a, on a professional side, that's been one of my favorite things is the growth in, in, in downtown, um, as well as you know, being at, now at the Chamber in Economic Development, seeing how much growth there is across the county and across the region that mm-hmm. we're really sh- seeing this sh- idea of more shared prosperity because we're seeing the growth, you know, whether it's in, in Garner or, or Roseville or, or Durham or Franklin mm-hmm. County, we're seeing it across the entire region. That's what we want. As, e- as an economic developer, that's what you – I get up every day because I'm passionate about creating opportunity and jobs for my neighbors, and that's exciting because we're, we're getting to see – see and be a part of that. I mean, I've, I've been able to witness 
the the evolution of it in just the, the short time I've been here, and it's it's I think it's exciting. It it is super exciting to be I, part uh, of it. Somebody that was a, a governor of a small town, not a governor, mayor of a small town in Oklahoma where I came from, and and he'd said that you know a city's either growing or dying. There is no such thing as treading water. That's right. And so you don't want to be on the dying side. That's hundred percent. And yeah. that's there. There really is only two. Two, two directions. Um, our former CEO used to say, either progress or you regress. Yeah. There's no grass. Right? <laughs> There's, no grass. <laughs> There's no grass. And, and, that, and that is, and that's the truth. It's, it's for communities. Um, you're, you have to always be thinking about what's next and, and how we're going to grow and prosper. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's an important aspect of who this place is. I always say, you and I have talked about this before, this is a community of what's next. It's the next innovation, the next great company, the next great entrepreneur. That's who we are, and, and I, that's built into sort of our DNA. I think that's important because then it can be reflective of all the decisions that we want to make as a community. I like that about expression. What's next. Yeah, I like that. Good. So uh, you said you you after you got here that you kind of moved around a little mm-hmm. bit. How did you end up with Wake County Economic Development? Yeah, it's it's fun. I, I worked at the North Carolina Department of Commerce. I was a, a public policy analyst, and I was the director of public policy for the Department of Commerce. Loved it. Loved working, being exposed to economic development and workforce development um, at, at Commerce was, was amazing. <clears throat> I had a great group of people that I worked with, great colleagues. Um, and in doing that, one of the things that we got to do, uh, we worked on a project with Wake County Economic Development, um, helping them with some data for the first time that Wake County Economic Development did a um, the Delta Sky Miles magazine. You know the magazine that yeah um, in the, in that you see on the airplane. You read about sure. different communities. There's sort of a spread in the middle of it. Well, we were working with them on it and, and got to meet some of the folks there. Well, at the, around that same time, they had an opening and they said, "Hey, why don't you come over and, and talk about this?" And it was an interesting point because I it was serendipitous uh, for sure because I was actually thinking at that time like I really wanted. I'm passionate about economic development, and I want to do it. I don't want to just talk about it or write about it or research about it. Mm-hmm. And Ken Atkins, the, the executive director at the time, brought me over. We talked for a while, and he offered me the job. And, and I took it on the spot uh, because it was, it was the right fit uh, working with Ken and working in this community where I, where, I, where I live and had a family was exactly what I wanted to do. Um, and so it was it – was it's been like a calling for me ever since. It's been amazing to, awesome. to have the opportunity presented. So, so um, explain. I mean, I think the first time I ever heard Wake County Economic Development, I mm-hmm. thought, is this a is this a branch of the county government? I mean, we, you know, what is Wake County Economic well, Development? Well, it's a great question. I think it's an, it's an important. And I often tell people, Paul, one of the things that I like about explaining who we are because it says a lot about our community. And so, Wake County Economic Development is a public-private partnership. Um, our public sector partners, the city of Raleigh, Wake County, um, and our we have 100-plus uh, private sector investors um, that help support the efforts of our, of, of our economic development efforts. Why is that important? Well, I think it's important because you're able to, when we're out and, or we're talking to companies, we're talking to other communities around the country, we're able to say, this community cares about its future. This community cares about economic development. They support economic development, uh, both in terms of, of financial investment as investors, but also, more importantly, the time that they put in providing their expertise, helping support us when we when we need them to, on a, whether it's a, a client visit or helping us think through a really critical problem or, or think through how to take advantage of an opportunity. They're there for us all the time. And that sort of public-private partnership says a lot about the collaborative, collaborative spirit that is 
ingrained in this community. Um, you go around the country. I was just at a site selection consultant event. These are the folks that work with companies helping them make site location decisions. And when you say you're from the Research Triangle region, the consultants that are there that work with companies every single day, one, they obviously know who we are, but mm-hmm. our calling card is yes, it's education. Yes, it's a lot of smart, talented people and a lot of amazing companies that are here. But on that top line list as well is the collaborative spirit that's here. It's how we work together as a community. Um, And it's really important. It's it's a really distinguishing factor that a lot of communities wish they had and certainly don't have. That's very cool. Yeah, yeah, I can tell you that uh, when I go interact with my peers from around the country, other Home Builder Association Mm -hmm. executives, and we're talking about, you know, the local dynamics and, and working with business and working with government and so on and so forth. And, and they'll start, you know, talking about some of these terrible stories they're having to deal with. I'm like, oh, I'm so glad I don't have to deal with that back in Raleigh. <laughs> That's exactly right. So is, is Wake County Economic Development connected to the chamber? It is. We are a program of the, the Raleigh Chamber of Commerce. Um, so I have a dual title. I'm the executive director of Wake County Economic Development. I'm also a senior vice president of the chamber. And that's great for a number of reasons, um, one of which the, the, the Greater Raleigh Chamber of Commerce sort of has a regional footprint mm-hmm. already and, and works across our region. That really lends itself well to the work that we do at Wake County Economic Development, not only working with our 12 municipalities and the Research Triangle Park, but working with our partners in, in Durham and in Johnston County and, and around the region. That sort of spirit of regionalism is, is baked into the Raleigh Chamber itself. Yeah, because I know that a lot of the a lot of the municipalities around the county have their own chamber, mm-hmm. but they don't have their own economic development branch. Yeah, and it's interesting because some some of the chambers um, have economic development as part of as, as part of their offerings. They they um, they provide economic development services for their communities. Other chambers don't. Some of the towns have um, um, really robust economic development programs. Some of them are, are just starting off with new programs and they've got some great people. We're really fortunate here in Wake County. The economic developers in Wake County are just top notch. Um, every municipality um, does it differently, but they all do it well and we all work really well together, which is probably the most important thing because then we can leverage the expertise of each other in, in ways that a lot of other communities, again, like I said before, wish they could. You know, I, I always tell people too, while we're talking about regionalism, is you see it inside Wake County. Every other month we come together and we have lunch with all of our economic development partners. And it's great because it's like a group of friends sitting around the table talking and helping each other. We bring challenges or, or like I mentioned before, opportunities, and we're able to sit around and, and powwow about it and think through, hey, how can we help each other out with this? Um, and that sort of same spirit is found at, at a regional level. We're able to sort of work together with our partners um, across the region. I always tell people, um, you know, if, if we think that Durham, for instance, is our competitor, we've already lost whatever whatever game we think we're playing. That's true. Because Durham is our partner, and they have to be our partner. We're a region first. Yeah. Um, you know, we're competing with very, very large metros around the country. And so having a really strong metro brand or regional brand is important for us, and that's really built on partnership. It's kind of built into this this phrase of the triangle. That's right. And, and so, you know, inherent in that is these the three communities. <laughs> right. and, you know, so... Yeah, not a lot of metro areas define themselves that way. So right. that's pretty cool. It is. I mean, it's it's part of it's in our it's in our name. Mm-hmm. You know, our name says a lot about who we are. The Research Triangle Region. Mm-hmm. Well, what do those things imply? Like you said, 
Um, the triangle implies, you know, it's not it's not just one thing, but a, but a group of, of many. It's a, we're a community of communities, if, if you will. I think the other thing it does for us really well is it talks about who we are when it comes to talent and our higher ed um, resources, not just, you know, the three big um, tier one research universities, but our three HBCUs, our amazing community colleges, Wake, Wake Tech here in Wake County is the shining example of that. For sure. Now and what's again, a HBCU? That high, it's a historically black college or university. Okay, good. So for us, we're so fortunate. The triangle uh, for us, obviously for a lot of people's mind, is is Carolina State and Duke. Mm-hmm. But we also have this HBCU triangle, right. which is awesome, between Central, Shaw, and St. Augs. We're, we're so fortunate to have so much um, educational diversity within mm-hmm. our community, between pub- great, shining examples of public universities, Private universities and historically black colleges and universities, we are we are really lucky. And then obviously our private universities, William Peace University, Campbell, and others, we're mm-hmm. we're real lucky in this community to have I, to have this variety. I will say when when my when I brought my family out here, you know, my kids were of the age that they would be looking at college options soon. And man, that that was that was a motivator for me. I no mean, doubt, that, it's really. Very very cool. Yeah. So um, I don't. This may not be something you hear every day, but I. I think having your job would be really cool. I mean, how how exciting it is to going out there and and you know looking for companies that may want to locate here and kind of being a part of that process. Is is it cool or am I just making that up? It is one hundred percent cool, and I appreciate you saying that. I love this job. Like I said, it's a it's a passion. It's a calling, um, and part of it is. We have such an amazing community that it's fun to talk about every day, whether it's talking with one of our local companies that's growing or expanding or, or an entrepreneur or from a startup. Um, you can see the passion in, in their eyes about making this community better. And then when, you, when you're able to talk with a company from outside of the market that wants to be a part of this, that wants to come and grow here, mm-hmm. um, and they get to talk to other executives, peers in the market, and then to learn about it, and you can see them buy in to what this place is about is really exciting. And you're right. It's every day is fun um, for sure because it's working with companies, thinking about talent recruitment or entrepreneurship or or inclusive prosperity. You know, we, we're able to sort of, sort of look around and, and it's, a, it's gratifying to know, like I said, in, in terms of the calling, I see it as, like I said before, my job, what I love about it is I want to make this place a better place for all of us, for all of our, our new neighbors and our new friends that are moving here, Absolutely. as well as the people that have been here. That's it. That's, you can't ask for a better job. So what's, what's the coolest thing you've been involved with uh, in, your, in your role? Yeah, I think, well, I think a lot of times, I think it's, I'll, I'll say two things. One, you know, a lot of people would point to the, 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 the project wins are exciting, for mm-hmm. sure, and success is, is wonderful. Things with you know Apple mm-hmm. and Fujifilm Diocent Biotechnologies, um, you know Amgen this this year, um, those those types of project wins are, are really exciting. I, I think what I've what I've taken most um, when I when I when I look back on um, and I think about why do I like this job, those things certainly rate very high. What I love about it is the reasonings why those things happen, which was we're able to form just an amazing team. Not only at Wake County Economic Development, we've got the cream of the crop economic developers in North Carolina. Um, we've had an amazing team, but the team that we have in place with Wake Tech and Capillary Workforce Development and NC State and all of our other partners in the in the region, RTRP um, and others, we're just, we have a great team. I think that's my favorite part about this job is being a part of that team and, and, and having a role in that team. Um, and, and then, you know, building those, each one of these little projects we work is different. Every 
thing that we're doing is a little different, so you have a little bit of a different team every time. But being a part of that of that collaborative um, environment is really important for me, and I, I love it. That's my favorite part. So I assume that you were you were involved at a pretty high level on like the Apple project, for example. I mean, that's the one everybody wants to talk about, right? Yeah. That's the big one. Yeah. So uh, what what was that like going through that process? You know, it's it's funny. Um, like you said, it, it it was it was very exciting, um, and and it's like I always. Tell people like every economic development project is different. Some move really, really fast, mm-hmm. and you have to be ready to to sprint. Others become like a marathon, and this was kind of like one of those marathons. And part of the, what makes this exciting is is it's the the name recognition of the company, mm-hmm. the company itself, um, what they mean in in terms of their um, environmental sustainability goals, um, um, their their growth, um, how they how they treat their employees, how they participate in their community. Those are important things to us because we've got great models. Some of the best models in all of sort of global corporate citizenry, SaaS, mm-hmm. um, and others that have done this for a long time. And so it's an important for us to have companies that that take those things real serious. But the but but Apple, it was interesting because it was just like I said, it was a marathon. It was truly was a marathon over three years, three year period. Um, and, and what, what was most exciting, I think about it was when we came in, so it was like, you know, it's like anything else. I keep using my road race, um, um, analogies, but like it was a marathon and, and at the very end was a sprint, you know, we we're sprinting oh, right. to the end. And yeah. so it was a very short, uh, turnaround. Um, you know, this, this project, um, lasted for a long time, um, sort of in, in different moments in different ways it, it, it progressed and then at the very end the last you know two three four weeks was like a sprint to the end and it was so exciting uh, being a part of that because you know that's a transformational project um, you know for sure just like all these other companies like I mentioned before in our market whether it's you know Red Hat or Citrix or IBM or others it's this is one that will be a moment in time that's really exciting we're able to look back and say you know you're part of that yeah and that's that's hey, people like that I, I know I'm for sure I like it like I said before the reasons why I love this job is because the the change you can impart on your community so I know this is gonna it this is the result of a lot of change in our community in terms of the growth and it's gonna continue to put it put us on a really exciting trajectory and let me ask you about the the Fujifilm mm-hmm. thing because I think people hear that name and they think oh a camera company right 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 and I think a lot of people don't realize that that's nearly as big a deal as the Apple thing. It is, like, the capital investment of that, it's amazing. One, it'll be the largest end-to-end facility of its kind in North America and one of the largest in the world. So that alone is amazing. Um, you know, Fujifilm, Bio, uh, Fujifilm Dyson Biotechnologies is an amazing company. You know, they're headquartered here locally in, in Morrisville. So their North American headquarters is here. So they're really, they, they're, they're really knowledgeable about our community and have been here for, for, for a long time. What's exciting about that, I mean, the, the capital investment, $2 billion, 725 amazing jobs. Um, it's part of the future of the life science industry. And now it's explain, happening right here. Explain a little bit about what, what they're doing there. Yeah, and so what, what they're doing is they're like a contract development and manufacturing organization. So they work with a number of their clients to manufacture and develop new drugs and, and produce those drugs. And so, again, what's exciting is um, – what Fujifilm Diocent Biotechnology is able to do in the market is sort of leverage the strengths of our market from that early stage startup and discovery phase um, through the growth stage of a small company. And as companies scale and grow, 
what I like to say is we have the full stack. So you can do everything from the initial research at one of our universities to grow as an entrepreneur and you keep moving forward down that spectrum to where you're partnering with a giant global leading brand like Fujifilm Biotechnologies to produce these drugs. I think it's exciting. It shows that this market has that full spectrum in life sciences. And it's, it's an amazing company. It's an amazing project. That's very cool. They yeah. need to come up with a, a shorter name. <laughs> <laughs> it just doesn't roll off the tongue. <laughs> if anybody from uh, Fujifilm Biosynth... What? Biotechnologies. Biotechnologies is listening. Sorry about that. <laughs> um, so are there, are there any uh, projects in the works that you're allowed to tell us about? Well, <clears throat> you know, we, we do have a lot of projects in the works. Yeah. And, I, and I'll tell you, we're, you know, after all the ones we just talked about, mm-hmm. um, last year we did $3.75 billion in new capital investment in, in the community. It's the best year we've ever had. And now with our new, so we've pushed all those projects through our pipeline, but our current pipeline remains just as strong. Um, as of yesterday, our active project load was 43 active projects. And active projects for us means we've had contact with the company in the last 30 to 60 days. So these are these are really active wow. moving forward projects. So 43 active projects accounting for just north of 10,800 potential jobs and $4.2 billion of capital investment. So all that being said, the future is just as exciting as for this community. And we're really looking forward to what 2020, 2022 and 2023 is going to bring for this community. That's really amazing. It's great. It's just great stuff. So tell us about the, the top secret stuff that you're not allowed to tell us about. Uh, tell not, us about those. I wish I could, <laughs> um, but we'd have to all preaky swear about yeah, it. So, yeah. so I, I, I'll, I'll say this. How about this? Um, I mentioned those, those projects. Those projects are very exciting, just like we've, we've just about, like some of the ones we've talked about continue to be have a large um, focus. Obviously, our focus areas for our community is life sciences, you know, technology, clean tech, um, and then uh, advanced manufacturing are the really areas of focus for us. Um, the CapEx number of $4.2 billion I mentioned before, still about 70-ish percent of that um, remains in life sciences. Um, you know, um, pre-pandemic, it was kind of like a 30-30 split between um, tech life sciences and the remaining two advanced manufacturing and clean tech in terms of CapEx. Okay. The CapEx has flipped a little bit, a lot more life sciences, but we're starting to see more office and more tech, which is really good um, for the community. We want to have a, a very diverse economy. That's our goal. Um, as economic developers, we, we don't want to just be um, have a have you know a, a one dominant segment. We want to have a really diverse economy. Absolutely. So I guess not this that top secret, but I think the exciting thing is is that we still we're starting that we're sort of seeing accelerating pace of those those office and technology projects, which is important for us. That is good. I yeah. you know, communities that kind of have a, a are kind of a one trick pony in terms yeah. of their their economics. If that pony trips, then uh, you're in trouble. You're in trouble. That's right. Yeah. When we started Imagine Wake, it was really in, it, we were intending to start a discussion community wide on what our growth is, what our growth looks like, and so forth. And so we, we uh, shamelessly stole uh, statistics that you and your team put together uh, that, that we're growing by 60-some-odd people a day, yep. and this plays out to about 25,000 a year, and that plays out to about a quarter of a million in 10 years, which is kind of head-spinning. Right. So let, let's dig a little deeper on that. So w- where do these numbers come from? Yeah, great question. And so um, you know, we've used some of 
couple places that we get them from. One is uh, Wake County government does a great job talking about demographics on, on their website. The other place that we get a lot of work from, Ted Abernathy, who I know you know, mm-hmm. um, who does some amazing work. Um, Ted, for those that don't know, is, a, is a, uh, an economist who lives here, economic developer, um, and has done work all around the country helping communities develop workforce and economic development strategies. Um, and so Ted works with us every year to on a, on a data set. We, we have um, the 100 largest metros in America across, and we utilize 262 different indicators. And so through that, through that depth of data that we're able to have, thanks to, to Ted's work, we're able to, to compare the, the Raleigh metro to any metro really in America in, in a way that, that's really exciting and, and sort of fast. You can really dig deep into very specific issues depending on what, what people are concerned about or what they want to know about a community. Um, for us, we use that as a level set. I usually call it a level set because it really shows who this market is when it comes to things like educational attainment and growth. And so Ted helps us also with a lot of those, those growth statistics, which is and it's important. It's a big part of our story. So I know that when people talk about these, they often really just speak in terms of people moving here. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, but there's also people being born here. I that's mean, right. we're looking at a true net growth, right? That's right. And, that, and that's important. You know, we mentioned like this, the 64-ish people a day, you know, about 40 of those people are, it's, it's, net, it's net growth. And so that means, you know, birth, birth minus deaths. Mm-hmm. So we're still seeing a lot of that. And then what's also interesting is, is uh, sorry, 40 of those people are, are the people moving here. 20 of those people are the, are the net birth minus deaths. And sure, so sure. we're still seeing a lot of growth, huge amount. I mean, 20 people a day is a large number of, of growth. That's just people you know, being born here. We always like to say it's, it's a kindergarten class a day when you think about it. That, there's no, it's, when you think about these terms and these numbers, they sort of just they sort of roll around in your head a little bit. But then when you start thinking about them in real numbers, you're like, that's a, that's a lot of people. That's a lot of people. And so that 40 that I mentioned is, is sort of the net migration. That's people leaving weight, you know, leaving the, the metro versus versus coming in. And, and like I mentioned before, you know, I'm, I was born in eastern North Carolina, came here for school. So every day there's like 12 of me that, that come <laughs> here. There's 12 Michaels uh, that I'm sure everybody's excited about. 12, 12 Michaels, 12 people from North Carolina that move here. Okay. okay? So it's not just everybody from North Carolina is coming to the Raleigh Metro, mm-hmm. but there's a, there's a, a large group of them. What, what I often find in, in, interesting is there's 10 people a day moving here from another country. So think about that. There's, there's, there's 12 people that move here from sort of another county in North Carolina, and there's 10, almost a commiserate number, that move here from another country. And that really speaks to the diversity. Now, the, the remaining, the net of that are people that are moving here from other parts of the United States. And so, um, you know, those, where are people moving from? Well, most of those people are moving from the Northeast. Right. Um, and so you know, a large group of people um, growth from New York, New Jersey, Metro, Boston, um, Philadelphia, um, through through Washington D.C. So think of the sort of the, the Northeast corridor, if you will, right. um, as as a big chunk of where those people are coming from. I, I I can tell you that based on the number of people that I've run into from yeah. Oklahoma, where I come from, is that uh, that's probably statistically insignificant. <laughs> right, and it, it is interesting because you see, and you know, Paul, you and I have talked about this. Is like you know you, when you go to a Carolina Hurricanes game and like the Bruins are in town or something like that, and you go to the game, it feels like everybody from Boston came here or Pittsburgh or places like that. But that to me is also part of what makes this community so exciting is there are, there are people, like I said, from other parts of North Carolina, other parts of the world, other parts of America. 
And this, this idea of how we come together as a community is what makes this place really special. Um, it's that, it's like I always say, you know, people say, gosh, everybody here is so nice. Is that sort of the Southern charm thing? I said, that's a little bit of it. I think it's also because we're all new neighbors and you have to be nice to new neighbors. And so um, that's exciting to, to see the, this idea of this growth means, like I said, it's new opportunities, it's new companies, it's new friends, new neighbors, new colleagues. All those, all that growth combined means something really special to this community. And we, and, and we need it because there's a lot of jobs to be filled, yes. and and and, um, and those that growth helps us sustain that growth. You know that growth of people helps us sustain our economic growth as well. One of the things I like is that people are excited to live here. Mm-hmm. I, I think for the first six months I was here, people would say, "Oh, you just moved here. What do you think?" And I go, "You know, I really like it. It's great." And they go, "I know, isn't it?" <laughs> They're just like, "It's like they, they were everybody's drinking the Kool Aid together." Right. You know, um, I love that, and and so I like that a lot. So we, we see how we're growing and we see, you know, how do we compare to other cities? Yeah, it's really interesting. And that's one of the things that I, I mentioned before, our metro comparison uh, data set that we utilize really to show those things. And one of the things that we've done is uh, we've, we've sort of shown the Raleigh metro against communities like, like Austin or, or, or Boston, Atlanta, um, San Francisco, Seattle, Nashville. There's communities that we look a lot alike in some ways. Um, or we're, we're compared to in some ways, um, or our economies look kind of similar in terms of the makeup. And so in doing that, we've sort of done a lot of these comparisons. And one of the things that's interesting is when those five I just mentioned, you know, um, when you look at us, it's really like us and Austin are by far the fastest growing. And so, you know, I think for, for us over the next 30 years, we'll grow by about 75% of our population, which is pretty amazing. <laughs> and in wow. Austin, it's like, 80-ish percent. And then, you know, some of these other communities, like, um, it's a much, much smaller number. Mm-hmm. Um, and so for us, that's really important because, the one, we're, we're a pretty large metro already with a really, really strong regional economy. And to grow as fast as we have, that we're projected to grow, but also building off the growth that we've experienced over the last 20, 30 years, you know, it's not a flash in the pan. Um, it's not like it's a boom and bust sort of right, town right. In, in, in region. That's important because that growth is sustained over time because of the universities, because of the existing companies that we have here, because of the opportunities that this community presents, means that growth will be sustained over time. I've heard some people say that we're kind of on the same trajectory that Austin was like 10 years ago. Yeah, that's what a lot of people do say. I think that's a good comp. It's it's you know we're sort of ten years apart in sort of the demographic growth. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's a, that's a good one. And there's no question that Austin is just popping. It is, and and the other thing is, I think it's important too. I know um, the Raleigh Chamber. We we talked about a little bit before. We do uh, an inner city visit every year where we go right. to another community, and and we went to Austin a number of years ago, and they were sort of saying don't don't make the same mistakes we did, which is not investing in the community, not investing in infrastructure and things like that. Um, that's something that this community, I, that's an important part of who we are is we're a community that invests in itself, whether it's parks or our community colleges or our public schools and universities, as well as transit and transportation and infrastructure. We have to c- continue to do that. Um, you can see a lot of other fast-growing communities that, um, that, that haven't done that and leads to a lot of challenges in the future and it's hard to build your way out of it then they tend to take more of a reactionary approach rather than a proactive that's exactly right yeah and it it does it does really seem like that there's a lot of thoughtful discussion Mm -hmm. that goes in um the chamber meeting that i was was at earlier this year i mean that's that was talked about for hours just preparing for all this exactly right so very cool 
So um, this is the Imagine Wake podcast, and, and you are a part of our Imagine Wake alliance. And we, the, the podcast before this, uh, we really went in depth into what Imagine Wake was about, why we were doing it, and so forth. Um, why, why did you agree to join us? Yeah, well, a couple uh, reasons why. One, you and I go way back, so yeah. uh, when, when you call, I'm going to pick up the phone. I think also what we're talking about here is, is very important. Um, we, we just spent a, a, a several minutes talking about growth, and, and with growth, Paul, you and I have talked about this, is like all the opportunities that this community has going for it revolve around, in, in some ways, around growth. So right. like I mentioned before, these, these new opportunities, new companies coming into the market and all these things, or the growth of our existing companies, those are all really important. The other side of that coin are the challenges, though, and that's things mm-hmm. that associated like we mentioned before whether it's um so you know infrastructure but part of that's housing and affordability and housing affordability and so i think this discussion is really important for the future of our community um you know we're, we don't to be clear we don't set ourselves up as like the cheapest option or anything like that that's not the selling point for this market the selling point of this market's talent right and so in order to be sure that we maintain our talent advantage means we want to have housing, housing affordability, and housing options, um, not just in terms of type, but also in location. And one of the th- best things about this region is you can find any kind of housing environment you want, whether it's a, you know, a, a downtown urban environment, a more traditional suburban, you know, detached family home, mm-hmm. a, you know, a, a, a farm, whatever it is, you can find that. And you can have people in your office that live in all those different environments, but yet we all work in the same office. And I think that's important. That, that's, that's why I joined to this effort. Cause I think that's how it's critical for our success. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think it's important that the whole community is really talking mm-hmm. about it and thinking about it so that we don't get lulled into a reactionary approach, right. that we really are thinking ahead mm-hmm. and being thoughtful about it. It's funny you mentioned the different ways people can live. Even with the, the small office of the Home Builders Association, there's seven of us on staff. Uh, we cover a pretty broad range of, of uh, housing types, you know, from from farm type to you yeah. know uh, small, and it's 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 very it is very interesting. It is. I had I had someone ask me, you know, um, if this is a housing shortage, what do we need the most of right now? And I said, everything. I mean, right. we need an all of the above approach. There is not a housing type that we have too much of. Exactly. I mean, apartments, condos, uh, suburban style homes. You know, high rise. It doesn't matter. We need it all. Even, you know, a lot of people don't think about it this way, but we even need the million dollar homes. I mean, we, we need those big homes. We've got a lot of high level execs coming here, and if they think that you know there's not a sophisticated enough housing situation, uh, that, that that reflects poorly on us too. That's right. I think it's a the, this the this is one of those classic sort of mm-hmm. um, um, challenges where we need all of those types of of options at our disposal, just so we can as you said, maintain where we are yeah, um, and continue to grow. And that's, that's important for us. I mean, it's why the chamber um, um, helped lead the, the housing bond in, in, in Raleigh um, specifically for that reason. Talk about housing affordability that the the chamber leads those marketing efforts. Um, And it's, this, this isn't a new conversation, certainly for, for you. It's certainly not a new conversation for us because it it is important um, to be able to, to have these options for, for everybody in our community. Absolutely. Um, so I'll just we'll keep rolling, but I'm just, yeah. is there anything else that you think I should ask about? Anything you wanted to talk about? I mean, I feel, I feel like we've really covered a lot. Of- I, I, I do too. I think, you know, I think it's important 
particularly the last piece I think is, is really important for us as a, as a community to when we say, when we talk about housing and the needs, it's, a, it's an all of the above strategy. Mm-hmm. Um, we need more, we say like we like to say housing affordability because that's for, for all housing types. We want affordable, great housing product. Um, and we need it from supportive housing, workforce housing, all the way up to, like you mentioned, um, you know, executive housing. It, to me, we want all those things. You know, that's a really good point because when people hear the phrase uh, affordable housing, right. it's it's kind of a defined term. I mean, you're right. really talking about a lot of kind of the government subsidized stuff and, right. and people at the lowest end of the spectrum. But but the problem is so much broader than that. It is. It's, and that's, it's a, that's affordability an affordability across the spectrum. And you're exactly right. That's part of like, you know, um, you know, language matters. Mm-hmm. And so that's why purposefully we want to talk about housing affordability and housing options. Um, certainly we need supportive housing for, for people in need or people who, who have experienced homelessness. We want to put them on the pathway um, to home security. That's, a, that's important. Um, and, and that's an important po- population for us to think about in this conversation. Um, and then in, in doing so, what that really does, it does open up the, the full idea of, of housing because um, if you have a limited supply of housing, what you need is people to progress into these different types of housing to make then options available for people behind them, right? So, exactly. So as a young couple starts their journey together, buy, very traditional, buys a home as a, as a, as a young married couple, has kids, wants to move into a bigger home. When they move out, they've created a new option for the next, you know, exactly. young person or or a you know a, a you know a couple or, or someone in their partner to move into that new starter home or traditional, you know, that very American sort of idea. So I think that sort of stepping stone process is important. That's why the the all of the above is important because it it lends itself to have more supply at each sort of rung of that of that or each sort of stop along the way. That's exactly right. I mean, there's only so many so-called starter homes, right? And if people can't afford to move out of them, then they're not freeing them up for anybody else. That's right. That's that's exactly right. Well, good. Well, I think that was good. Reached the end of my questions. Okay. So that was really good. Thank you for the opportunity to be here. This yeah, is, I love this. This is fun. Well, you I made it easy. So I, I, I enjoy that. it too, and it's it's uh, you know stuff I'm passionate about as well. Stuff I enjoy talking about as well, and and hopefully stuff that as we continue with Imagine Wake uh, initiative that we're going to continue these discussions yeah. with, with our group and uh, uh, continue making Raleigh and Wake County to continue to be the best place in the country to live. I love it. All right. Great. Michael, thank you. Thank you so much, Paul. Appreciate it. All right. 